Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. I'm Martina Abrahams. This week, we'll hear stories recorded during a live show in Oakland, California. This first story comes from Anwar. This is what happened his first night in the town. This is You Had Me at Black, the podcast where black millennials tell true life stories. So, it's 5 p.m. She's been texting me all day. Yet as soon as I ask what time she wants to meet up for the show tonight, the conversation goes vacant, like an apartment located nowhere close to the Bay Area. (laughs) The destination is the new parish. The show starts at nine. Black Coffee is in town, a South African DJ that made that fiery ass song called Superman. Doors open at eight. I'm trying to get there at 7.30. What? (laughs) I just moved back from Baltimore, so you know, the place where people get to events on time, if not early, so you know, you can like have the experience of acclimating seamlessly to the environment and catching up with people without rush. No stunts needed. But wasn't in Baltimore anymore. Nah. I was back in Cali. And more to the point, I was in Oakland. (laughs) The land of the hyphy, the land of the hella, and apparently the land of the woman from Berkeley that saw no issue with setting up plans, texting me all day, and then ghosting a few hours only to come back like, so, about that show. I can't make it. It's 2011, July 15. I've only been back in the Bay for less than two hours. Uh, Two weeks, two weeks. Downtown Oakland looks like a scene from the book of Ellie. Eli, Eli, Eli. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. Everything is closed up, gray buildings and empty streets. I'd never been out there before, let alone, alone. This was my first time, and so I introduce you to a story called White Angels and Ceiling Swings, and it's a true story. All right, so check this out. It's lit, it's lit. So, So I'm like, should I go to the show? Should I not go to the show? Never really gone out in Oakland before. I'm stressed out. Like, you know, it's not really popping like it is now. You know, I don't know how many of y'all have been here since 2011, but things done changed. Okay? So I go anyway. I get there at 7.30 like I planned. Um, I'm hanging out at this restaurant called Hibiscus. And uh, I'm just chilling. You know, I like met this cool ass bartender that had this curly hair. A dude, it was a dude. He was hella cool though. Like, he was like hooking me up with drinks. He was like making these crazy watermelon martini joints, and I was just sipping them, feeling good. I met the chef. Chef came out, started blessing me with food. I was just like, oh man, I think this is the move. It's lit. And so we're sitting there, we're having a blast. I'm getting acclimated to the whole situation, and then it comes time for the show. And so when the show starts, we detach. And so for the first time, I'm all alone. And I just kind of go for it. I'm in the show, I'm kind of dancing 
by myself, kind of. You know, I just got out here. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I just knew Black Coffee was up there, Superman came on, and it was all the way live. And then the show ended. And so, like, as I'm getting ready to exit the club, I see the bartender that hooked me up with all the drinks. And he's like, oh, what's up, bro? What's up, what's up, what's up, blood? And I'm like, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, good to see you. And he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. We getting ready to hit up this after hours spot. You trying to come through? And I'm like, uh, sure. And then he's like, he pulls me close. And he's like, okay, but the thing is, is that like, it might get kind of crazy. He's like, you cool with that? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm cool. Yeah, let's go. And so like, he takes me back to Hibiscus. We're drinking, we're, we're waiting for the, the chef to close the shop, and it's all good vibes. I'm meeting people, it's laughter, it's drinks, it's food. It's just everything that I could have possibly hoped for. And so we go to the chef's house, and now we're in the chef's house, and I'm not really familiar with Oakland, okay? I lived in the Bay Area before, San Francisco, but you know, to be honest with you, I didn't really come to Oakland. So we out here, and like, I think we're over by the lake somewhere, and like, we're at her house, and there's like weed being smoked all over the place and like I'm already tipsy, so I'm not really trying to mess with the greens, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to keep some type of like, you know, mind together. So they're smoking, I'm like ha handling a beer because I'm like so drunk that I don't even want to drink anymore. And then all of a sudden, it was like 12 of us and they're like, all right, let's roll out. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, where, where are we going? And they're like, it's cool, bro, you good, you good. We going, we going to this after hour spot. It's gonna be tight, you'll see. Blood, <clears throat> And so, <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, let's go. So we all hop into this like Camaro and this other car, but most of us were in the uh, Camaro. And we go into what my mind felt like then was like this deep, deep, part of Oakland that took us like forever to get there. And there was like no street lights out and it was dark and it was just people on the corner just like, Ugh. And like, I didn't know what was happening, but I was in it and I was comfortable and I was tipsy. And then we pull up to the spot. We we're in West Oakland, we didn't go very far at all. <laughs> and <clears throat> we're, we're like in this, like we're at this parking lot and there's no one out there except for us that were in the two cars and we like come up to this fence and like they open up this fence. It's like a chain link fence that's all like covered up so you can't see through it. And I'm just standing there like, okay. And like they open up this fence and then when the fence opened, there was another fence. And so I'm like, okay. So then they open up two fences. Like who has two fences? Like where are we? What are we doing? And so we go in and like, there's like this door guy there, like super huge, and he takes like $10 from everyone, and they tell me I don't have to pay for anything, and then I'm like, okay, like, all right. And so we go in, and it's this big warehouse. This place was huge, and there was only like six people in there, but it was huge. <laughs> it was like two football fields huge, and like the walls were all painted red, and there was like three pool tables, and there was like this little bar in the back, and everyone was sipping drinks and like it was like hyphy music playing in the background and it was just like these two swings like hanging from the ceiling. And I'm like, what are these swings? And they were like, sh they were like swings with like straps. And I was just like, are these sex swings? And I'm like, what is this spot? And so 
I'm a little stressed out, but at the same time, I feel safe, you know. We've kind of built up this relationship for like the past like four hours and like it's, it's 3.30 in the morning and like I don't even feel like people should still be drinking, but they're drinking and we're there and it's 15 people or 21, I don't know. And at one point, the dude, like the bartender is like, hey dude, cause there was this, oh yeah, there was stripper poles. Yeah, there are stripper poles, and then there was two strippers. So we're in a warehouse, two football fields big. There's six people in there, there's a bar, there's three pool tables, there's sex swings, and then there's these two stripper poles where these two strippers are stripping, but no one's looking at them. <laughs> so I'm like, what is this situation? So he's like, hey man, here. And he gives me 10 ones, and he's like, go hook the stripper up, bro. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. like. So I'm, 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 I'm very gentlemanly handing, handing dollar bills. Okay, I was throwing them at her, but it's cool. Like, you know, it was, you know, it was all respect. And then I run out of my ones. And so I kind of come out of this tunnel vision of me and the ones and the stripper, and I get back present to where I am, and I realize that everyone is away. And I'm like, I look in the distance, and I see them on the other side of the double football field warehouse, and they're all grouped up around this table. And I'm like, what are they doing? So I go over there, and I'm like, I'm like, imagine a kid like trying to see over adult shoulders, but like can't really get a view. So I'm like, everyone's like circled around this table, and it's this big broad shoulders, and I'm just like, what's happening? I'm like trying to see, I'm trying to see. And then I see, and I realize that they're at a table, and the table is literally filled with cocaine. <laughs> so it's 4.30 in the morning they're sniffing cocaine there's strippers in the background dancing, no one's looking at them and I'm just like I'm not about to do cocaine for the first time in my life in West Oakland with a bunch of people I don't know and I'm drunk already, I'm tired. And so he looks at me and he's like, what's up bro, you good? And I'm like, no. And then he's like, you want me to get you a taxi? I'm like, yeah, yeah, please. And so like he gets me a taxi, he sends me home. I remember I got home that night, I, was, I felt anxious and tired at the same time. I was like horny and sleepy at the same time. It was just this weird situation. And like, I just remember that when I woke up the next day, I couldn't decide if it was a good thing or a bad thing that she stood me up for the date. Up next is Dom. Now Dom is from Oakland. She threw a party one day while her mom was out of town. Here's what happened. So my mom goes out of town. I'm 19. So of course I'm gonna throw a throwback. She's like, Dom, I'm going out of town. Make sure you know you keep the house cool. Don't mess anything up. Go to church. I'm like, yes. While you're gone, I'm just gonna like read a bunch of like Toni Morrison, and on Sunday I'm gonna go to church. So she's like, cool. Leaves town. I call my friends. I'm like, I call my hood friends. I'm like. You coming through? 
My hood girlfriend's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I call my hood guy friends. I'm like, y'all coming through? They like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, cool. Then I call my conscious friends. I'm like, y'all coming through? Y'all coming through to the kickback? They like, peace, sis, yeah. You, know, you need me to bring anything, you know? We gonna, are we gonna pour libations? Like, yeah. So, it's cool. My conscious friend's coming through, my head friend's coming through. I call my best friend for the purposes of anonymity. Let's call him Curtis in this story, uh, in case he hears this podcast. Um, so I call my best friend Curtis. I'm like, you coming through, bruh? And he like, yeah, but can you swoop me? And I'm like, you live like 45 minutes from me, and gas is like 350 right now. <laughs> so we best friends, but you got like 10 or 15 on the tank? And he like, yeah, I got you, so cool. I'm gonna go pick up Otis, or Curtis, whatever I said his name was. <laughs> Curtis, whatever Brad's name was. Lion's hard, so I'm thinking of his real name. Anyway, I'm gonna go pick up Curtis, bring him to the kickback. But before I leave, people start showing up. And I'm like, this is weird because this is like an all black party. And I said, show up at like 8.30 and it's like eight. <laughs> So, why are y'all here right now? Um, but I'm like, so, some of my family's there. Uh, my other like teenage nieces and nephews are there. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna leave to go pick up Curtis or Otis or whatever I said. Don't let them mess up the house while I'm gone. So my nieces and nephews like, cool, we won't let them mess up the house. I leave, drive 45 minutes, get to Bruh House, Call him, he doesn't answer. So I'm like, all right, this is usual. He doesn't usually answer on the first call when I pick him up. So I call back, he doesn't answer. So I'm idling and gas is like 315, 350. And I'm like, I already used like 250 idling. <laughs> so I'm gonna walk up to the door and just not. So I walk to the door, knock, and his mom answers the door. And I'm like, hey, Mrs. Curtis. Uh, I came to pick up Curtis for the party. And she's like, well, he's not here. And I didn't know that he was coming to your house. But come in, come in. I'm like, this is kind of weird. But you know, me and you never been alone together. But. <laughs> I'm gonna come in. So she, I come in, she calls him. She like, Curtis, Dom's here to pick you up. Where are you? And he's like, let me talk to her. So she puts me on the phone. I'm like, bruh, I drove to come get you. Where are you? And he lives in like deep east. He's like, I'm on seminary by the hoagie shop. And I'm like, all right, that's only like five minutes from where you live. I can come to the hoagie shop. I'm like, stay at the hoagie shop, though. I'm going to come get you. So I gave his mom his phone back. I'm like, all right, bye, Mrs. Curtis. Um, thanks for letting me use your phone. And it's getting dark now, though. So I'm like, OK, I'm about to drive to the hoagie shop on seminary in the dark. <laughs> I really, really hope he's there because I don't want to be over here in the dark. 
So I drive to the hoagie shop. He's not there. So I call him, and he doesn't pick up. So I'm like, man, it's dark. People at my house, I'm on seminary in the dark. You're not answering your phone. But I'm vacillating between being worried about him being on seminary in the dark and being worried that he ghosted me, which wasn't even a term back then. But I was like, did bro just stand me up and waste my gas money <laughs> for this party? So I'm like, all right. So I'm driving up and down seminary. I drive to the end of seminary looking for bruh, and I drive back up to the other end of seminary looking for bruh. Don't see him. But he dark skinned and it's dark. So I'm like, okay, let me just try to call him again, because he could be on seminary, but I just don't see him. So I call him, he picks up, he's like, I'm walking up in, I'm walking up seminary. I'm like, bro, I'm on seminary. I, I don't see you. Like, step under like a street light. <laughs> so he like, cool. I'm a I'm at the street light by the hoagie shop. And I'm like, but you said that, but all right, I'm gonna go back to the hoagie shop. I go back, he's not there. I call him, he doesn't pick up. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I've wasted about $12.75 in gas. It's people at my house. I gotta go back to the party. So I'm like, man, I hope bro's okay. I hope he got my $12.75 next time I see him. Let me go back to this party. So I'm driving back. I'm in my feelings. I'm like, man, we supposed to be partners. He not even gonna come to the kickback. It's messed up. So I walk in the house. My hood friend's like, Dom, these chicken wings popping. You could da-da-da. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. My conscious friend's like, peace, sis, you know. We saged the house while you was gone, you know. And we pour libations, and you know. And so I'm like, everybody get out of my face. I'm sad right now. I don't care about the chicken wings right now. So then my one friend, who's kind of like a friend of me, She's like, where's Curtis? Real loud. And I'm like. He, he's not here. And she's like, you know what, sis? Somebody once told me, girls only deal with boys. Women deal with men. And I'm like, what? And she like, you know, I just want to give you advice. And I'm like, it's good advice, but you also trying to shave me in front of everybody? <laughs> in my house, they already saged. Like, this shouldn't be happening. <laughs> they saged the house. This should not be happening. But the party goes on. My hood friends act hood. My conscious friends act conscious. And a couple weeks go by. And I think about this situation with Curtis, and I'm like, you know what? I chased him up and down seminary. And then I finally found out what happened was that his mom kicked him out the house. So first of all, she didn't tell me she kicked him out when I came, knowing that he had wasted my gas money. <laughs> Secondly, he never told me he got kicked out. Third of all, he was at his girlfriend's house who lived by the hoagie shop when I was calling him. So 
His mama was chasing him out the house. He was chasing his girlfriend to her house. I'm chasing him up and down seminary, and nobody's chasing me. So what I learned from this story is to start chasing the intangibles and stop chasing people straight like that. Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. And if you like what you just heard, head to youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side to subscribe to our newsletter and unlock access to exclusive videos, behind-the-scenes interviews, and specially curated music. That's youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side. Peace.